Welcome to my mommy's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Bioptimizers. And I have to say, they've done it again. They've just released their new and improved formula for magnesium breakthrough, which is the most powerful magnesium supplement on the market today. The product was already amazing, but they have continually researched and improved and iterated. And this is their fourth generation formula, which means it's now gone through even more potent and effective testing. And it's even stronger for reducing stress, improving sleep and boosting energy. If you've already taken magnesium breakthrough, you'll want to try the new formula as soon as you can, because it now includes cofactors like B6 and manganese that help with the absorption of magnesium. And if you've never tried magnesium breakthrough before, now is the perfect time. And here's why. For the deepest healing of many health problems, Dr. Mark Circus says there's going to be only one answer and that answer is magnesium. So why does he say that? Two reasons. First, magnesium is involved in 80% of the body's metabolic reactions. And second, about 75% of people are not getting enough magnesium. So this is a much bigger problem than most people think because when you don't get enough magnesium, you suffer from poor sleep, low energy, and higher stress levels, all which deplete your magnesium even more. In every bottle of Mag Breakthrough, you get seven unique forms of organic, full-spectrum magnesium, which can dramatically improve your health, your sleep, and your stress. And because it supports mental wellness, it can help you finally feel like yourself again. It's just two capsules a day, and you'll be amazed at the results. There's an exclusive offer just for you by going to magbreakthrough.com slash wellnessmama and using the code wellnessmama during checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. That's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H.com slash wellnessmama and the code wellnessmama. This podcast is brought to you by Inside Tracker. I'm loving this because we now have access to more data about our health than we ever had, but sometimes it's hard to know what to do with all the data. And that's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed, recovery, and optimize your health for the long haul based on your own data. It's created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. And Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and your fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplements for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or your Garmin, you'll also unlock real-time recovery pro chips after you complete a workout. It's like having a personal trainer and a nutritionist in your pocket to interpret all that data and give you recommendations that are best for you. And for a limited time, you can get 20% off everything in the Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash wellnessmama. That's insidetracker.com slash wellnessmama. Hello, and welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com, and this episode is all about the power of emotions, how the body knows, and how to clear these hidden emotions that could be causing issues. It's a really fascinating episode. I actually go hands-on with our guest who does a live example on me, but I'm here with Frank Alardi, and he is a world-renowned journalist who now does a lot of work in the trauma healing space. As a journalist, he has covered everything from Syrian refugee camps to the Academy Awards, and he is himself a four-time Emmy award-winning journalist, and he has now become a highly sought-after healer. His YouTube channel has 40 million views, and it's centered around wellness and spirituality. I linked that in the show notes if you want to check it out, but he covers a lot of really fascinating things from the kind of spiritual and healing realm as well. He's also the co-founder of Modern Nirvana, along with his friends, Kat and Bryant. 
And their goal is to be a catalyst for transformation in people's lives, inspiring people to take control of their spiritual and physical well-being by sharing both ancient practices and modern biohacks. They're also doing a summit in September that I will be attending in Austin. If you happen to be there, I hope you'll come say hi. And in this episode, we delve into the way trauma stores in the body, how to clear trauma on a subconscious level, what the emotion code is, how emotional release works remotely and what's going on when it happens. He does a live heart clearing example on me. We talk about inherited trauma, what it is and how to get rid of it. We explain a study that on mice that is helping us understand generational and inherited trauma, which I also talked about in my episode with Mark Wolin, how movement and meditation can help us process emotions, ways to use things like meditation and tapping for kids to help them process emotions, how with trauma, the body feels and responds to the memory as if the same thing was happening in real time and how to clear that emotion so that that reaction is not happening every time the memory is there and so much more. A little bit of a vulnerable episode for me and I will keep you guys posted because like I said, he did this example live on me and it was very fascinating. I'll keep you guys posted about how it goes, but without further ado, let's join Frank. Frank, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I am excited too. And there's so many things we're going to get to jump into today. But as a little bit of background, I think you and I actually have something in common that I don't have in common with a lot of people, which is a journalism background. You are much more accomplished in that realm than I am, but that was my original degree and focus for a while. And I would love to hear your story in this realm, because I know you were quite the accomplished journalist and very well known and have now made quite the shift. So maybe walk us through your background and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I didn't know you had the journalist background, but that's amazing. And it makes so much sense that you would parlay that into, you know, storytelling in something that you're passionate about. So very cool. Mine was similar to that, where I was a journalist and I fell in love with it. I loved, I was traveling to about six countries, a month. Uh, sorry, six states a month, sometimes countries just telling stories. So if there was, you know, a threat from Guam to to attack another country, I was there. If there was a, a volcano eruption in Hawaii, I was there. Whatever it was, the Oscars, the Emmys. And I loved it. I won four Emmys in that realm and um, was really doing something that I loved. But in my private life, I was you know, doing third eye experiments and meeting shamans around the world and working with plant medicine. And there was like this point where it became two completely different worlds. I had a foot in this wellness, spirituality, health world, and then another was my mainstream job. And so little by little, I kind of learned how to combine the two. And that was my YouTube channel where I was doing the kind of stories that I wanted to tell that I couldn't tell on TV. Yeah. And now you've become quite well-recognized and well-known for that work as well. And it's one of the reasons I'm so excited to get to delve into this with you today, because I shared in episode 309 about my past history with trauma and how working through aspects of that was absolutely life-changing in even in physical ways that I had been trying to resolve for years with diet and lifestyle. And since then, I've heard from so many listeners and readers who have similar experiences and who are looking for ways to work through that in their own lives. And you now are essentially working as a healer full-time, right? Yeah, full-time. And I love that you brought up the physical aspect because a lot of people hold trauma in their bodies and they think they've worked it out. You know, therapy is really amazing in the sense that it helps you talk through things. So you, at least you start to recognize it, but it's not clearing it at a subconscious level. You're aware of it, you know, maybe how to manage it, how to deal with it, but it's still there. And 
For example, I was in Costa Rica teaching at Rhythmia a couple of weeks ago, and there was a woman who had restless leg syndrome. She's 41 years old. Her name was Kim. I can talk about it because she made a, a beautiful testimonial, testimonial video, but she was 41 years old and she's had restless leg syndrome since she was 17. So her legs would just violently shake. They were always moving. Imagine like even when you're sleeping at night and your legs are shaking, they don't stop. So she was w- woken up constantly throughout the night. She'd be sitting there and her legs would just be shaking. And she came up on stage and asked for a healing. And, you know, my sessions are normally to 20 to 30 minutes is like an average session. And with her, we did five minutes because we're on stage and it just had to be quick. So I told her after I said, you know, I don't know if you're going to actually resolve this from a quick little five minutes, but let me know how you do. And she messaged me the next day. And then again, two weeks later that it was completely gone. She has not had it since. And she was blown away that we could just do five minutes of clearing these past traumas that were from her teenage years that, you know, once they were gone, the physical aspect of it was gone too. And so when I started to see that at first, because I was still working as a journalist, so I would be like interviewing Nicole Kidman and all these people. And then I'd go home and just do this in secret for friends and family. And then little by little, they would start sending other people to me and it became my full-time job. And I left news entirely to do this. And it's just so fulfilling to see the differences in people. And, you know, the, the practice that I mostly use is called the emotion code. I credit that a lot because it really was what showed me that I can be a healer and that I can help people and that I can use this ability and that we all have this ability, but I'm actually doing a lot more. So there's other things going on from different shamans and healers that I've learned from, but the basis of it is the emotion code. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that that was an eye-opening thing for me to realize that the idea, I read the book, The Body Keeps the Score and how trauma can physically express in our bodies. And I think even understanding it logically, it still took a while for me to actually delve in and understand how that was playing out in my own body. And for people who aren't familiar, maybe give us an overview of the emotion code and how, when you talk about like clearing these, what you're, what you're doing with people. Yeah, absolutely. And I can also, of course, do one with you with lives to show people how it works. But what I'm doing is there's a chart of different emotions and that's just the, the, the most basic form for somebody like for the restless leg, for example, I'll go a little deeper. If there's any misalignments in the body, if there's any, even a chakra misalignment, or if there's a a negative cording, like an attachment with somebody, I can clear that. If there's negative mental thoughts that you have or a broadcast message. So for example, somebody could be saying, I really want to be healthy. I really want to be healthy. Um, And then you look into their energetics and they actually have a mental block of, I have no will to be healthy or I have no will to heal. And that's subconsciously there. And when we clear that, then they all of a sudden start to notice that all the things that they're doing for healing starts to work better. So what I'm doing is identifying, let's say emotions. I'll go through a chart and I'll use muscle testing, right? So we can learn about muscle testing from kinesiology, power versus force from David Hawking's explains it really beautifully. And when I identify the emotion, I then get an age. So I'll say, okay, you have, for example, vulnerability and shock at the age of 13. And then they'll say, oh my God, you know, 13 is when somebody broke into our house and they were trying to kidnap me. Like it's always, it always correlates. So I like to get an age always, even if we don't need it. And then I get a magnet for people who are watching, they'll see that I have a magnet in my hand. And then I just swipe it over my governing meridian, which is over my head. And when I do that, because I've already established a connection with the person that I'm testing, I do it on myself and I'm clearing it for them. 
because magnets really are powerful. And uh, Shaman Durek explained this to me too, that even in shamanism, they use magnets to clear energies and to move energies that are stuck in the body. Which you often hear about that in geographic areas as well that have a really strong magnetic force, places like Sedona, or I think there are some in Mexico and Central America as well, um, and the power of magnetism. And I know for some people, this might be a somewhat tough concept to grasp, and they might be kind of wondering like, what is actually going on that you're able to like energetically do this with someone who you're not next to per se. And I'd love to just kind of pick that apart a little bit because I think it's really, really fascinating. And I've went down a rabbit hole of learning about things like quantum entanglement and the whole energetic connection, but I would love your take on that because I think this concept might be one people have heard of, but maybe have trouble understanding. Yeah. So quantum entanglement, right, is is like separating two particles and then you can you can do something to one and it still affects the other one, even if it's across the planet. And that just shows on some level how connected we all are. So a lot of clients will be like, can you really do this remotely? Even when I'm working with somebody in person, and this is just my personal method, like for example, the woman with restless legs, she was on stage with me and I still work on myself rather than on her. It's just the way I prefer to do it. A lot of practitioners will work directly on the person, move their arm up and down. I like to just still work on myself, even if they're two feet away from me. So for me, whether they're in the room or even on Zoom, like most of my clients are just the way we're talking right now, um, it still works exactly the same. In fact, I've even done it for like some moms, for example, will be like, can you do this for my six-year-old? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I don't even need to do it in person or on Zoom. I can just do it like I have a picture of them and I'll work on that picture. So it really is powerful. And it's one of those things where it's almost not even worth trying to explain. It's more just like experience it and you'll see. Because so many people come to me and then they're like, oh my God, Frank, I'll get I'll get a message the next day. And they'll be like, I slept. I passed out as soon as our session was done. I was so drained. And I woke up this morning feeling so much lighter, like I wasn't holding on to all this stuff anymore. And that's what I, I like to tell people is just experience it, you know? And you mentioned trauma as well. And some people might be thinking, because I, I get this a lot too, where people are like, well, I don't have any major trauma. And a trauma doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a horrific divorce or a car accident or anything like that. A trauma can be you were eight years old and you were singing and your mom was stressed out from work and she said, stop singing. And you took that as I'm not valuable or I'm worthless or whatever it is. And then so you never, you didn't use your voice as you grew up and you didn't speak out for yourself. So trauma can be anything. You know, I've had, I had a woman in Germany a few weeks ago who she was like, I heard you on a podcast and I booked this session, but I don't need anything. I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just clear your heart then. She's like, I'm happy. I don't need anything, but I was curious. And I'm like, okay. So we just did a heart clearing for her, which I like to recommend for everybody. Um, if you don't know what you want to work on, just clear your heart. And she had a lot of stuff from her, I think it was like age 15 or something. And she was like, oh my God, 15 was when my family moved us from Germany to I think Bulgaria or something. And she said, and they didn't warn us. They just said we were visiting our aunt and we never came back. And so it was horribly traumatic for her, but she's like walking around like, I'm fine. Everything's great. You know, cause she didn't think that that was still affecting her and yet it was affecting her so much. And I got a message from her the next day and she's like, I know you told me to wait a couple of weeks you know, to fully process, but I can't believe how good I feel. I'm so much lighter. It's like, I'm, I'm truly happy now. So, you know, trauma doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be something like you completely thought you've worked it out logically, but subconsciously it's still anchored in there. 
I'm so glad you brought that part up because I think there's sometimes a tendency to like trauma compare or like people will minimize their own trauma if they don't have one of the big T traumas. And for me, I had, I was aware of a big one. And so I kind of assumed, oh, that's where this is all stemming from. And then when I started really going into it, I realized there were these, like you mentioned, what I thought insignificant moments from childhood that I had almost completely forgotten about. And when I got and realized like that's where emotions were stemming from. And I wouldn't have logically thought that. So I love the idea of the heart clearing one too. Is it, are you willing to demonstrate lives so people can kind of get an idea of what's going on? Yeah, I love that. You want to do a heart clearing? Yeah, let's do it. Whatever you think, whatever is good demonstration. Perfect. I assume because that you have a podcast and all this, that you're pretty open, but do you want to give your age? Yeah, 35. 35. Okay, perfect. So for each of these, I will get an age for you. And usually people have about, and I can test for you specifically, have about 20 to 30 emotions that are just around the heart. So we might not do all of them, but I'll show an example of what it looks like, and then we can always finish it later. So I'm just going to take a second, and I, I say a quick little prayer to myself to connect with you. Okay, good. Do I have a connection with you? Yeah, good. Am I testing for myself? No, good. Okay, am I testing for Katie? Yeah. Are there any trapped emotions we can clear around the heart? Is the first one in column A, column B, odd row, either row, row two? So the first one is a lack of control, feeling a lack of control. And can I get an age when you first felt this before the age of 30, after 30? So this is pretty recent, 30, 31, 32, 33, 30, and it's from age 34. Do we need to know more? No. Can we clear it? And we can clear it. And usually when I'm clearing the heart, unless something really, you know, traumatic happened that wants to be cleared, it's usually pretty recent stuff. And then it gets younger and younger and younger. And then it starts to get to inherited stuff, like inherited from my mom, inherited from my dad. So is there any more we can clear? Good. Column A, column B, auto row, either row, row two, row four, depression, frustration, indecisiveness, panic. So again, this is like I was telling you, I think off the podcast is taken for granted is the most common one I get from mothers. And so yours, your next one is actually taken for granted. Can we get an age when you felt taken for granted before the age of 30, before 25, after 25, 25, 26, 27, 28, and this is from age 29. Can I clear it? Yeah. Do I need to know more? No good. And I don't need to know more. Sometimes my clients want to know more. And so we can muscle test it and say, okay, is this family related? Is it school related? Is it work related? And then we narrow it down. So did we clear that? Yeah, good. Can we clear more? Column A, column B, auto row, even row, row two, row four, depression, frustration. So the next one is indecisiveness. Can we get an age for when you felt indecisive? Before 30, before 25, after 25, 25, 26, 27, 28. And this is from 28. Can I clear it? Yeah, I don't need to know more. No good. So we don't need to know more. And if, again, if you want to know more, uh, we can find out more. A lot of times people just immediately know what it is. Column A, column A. On road, even road, road two, road four, road six, pride, shame, shock. Okay, there's also unworthiness. Can I get an age for when you felt unworthy before the age of 30? This is after the age of 30. 30, 31, 32, 30. And it's from age 33. Can I clear this? Yeah, do I need to know more? So something happened at 33 that made you feel unworthy and it just got stuck. It didn't get processed. Did we clear unworthiness? Yeah, good. Are we still testing for Katie? Can we clear a couple more? Good. Column A, column B. Odd row, even row, row two, row four, depression. So there's frustration. Is this before the age of 30? After 30, 30, 31. And this is from age 31. Can I clear it? Do I need, and this one I need to know more. So this is a good, a good example of someone, uh, some example where I actually need to know more from your subconscious is asking for more. It wants to make sure you're, you know what it is before I clear it. So it's frustration at age 31. 
Um, any idea before I start testing of what it might be? Uh, a couple that could be, but I'm curious. Yeah. So what's testing strong is work-related. So some kind of frustration with work. That makes sense because there were a lot of transitions that happened that year in work. Mm. And did you already have your company at that point? I did. Wellness? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's from that. It's not the podcast. Okay. Did I clear it? Good. Did I clear that? Yeah, good. Can I clear one more? Let's try one more. Column A, column B, auto rope, even row, row two, row four, depression, frustration, indecisiveness, panic. Okay, good. This one is actually uh, inherited. This is inherited depression, inherited frustration, inherited. It's inherited indecisiveness. Is this from your mom? Is it from, it's from your dad? Does it go back further? No, can we clear it? So you inherited indecisiveness from your dad, which would mean that he at some point in his life felt indecisive. And at conception, he passed that on to you. So when I clear it from you, I'm clearing it from him as well. And if any of your kids inherited it, it's cleared from them too. Good. Did we clear the indecisiveness? Yeah, beautiful. Okay. Um, did you want to do any more? If you're willing, I'd love to do a couple more. This is fascinating. I'm like okay. making yeah, a list and I'm like, good. oh, I know what that one was. I know what that one was. Oh, good, good. <laughs> All right. Is there more I can clear around the heart? Am I testing for Katie? Good. Column A, column B, auto room, well, one, effort. Okay. So the next one is effort unreceived. So it's like you're doing this work and you don't feel like it's being compensated, rewarded, appreciated. Can I get an age for when you felt this? Before the age of 30, before 25, before 20, before 15, before 10. This is old, before 10. Before five, after five, five, six, six, it's from age seven. Can I clear this? Do I need to, oh, and I need to know more. Okay, so uh, is it related to school? Is it related to family? It's related to school. Can I clear this? Do I need to know anything else? No, good. So something happened at school, age seven, where you felt like your effort was not being received. Did we clear the effort unreceived? Good, can I clear more? Is there more around the heart? Yeah, good, column A, column B, on row one, effort unreceived, heartache. And then there's insecurity. Is this insecurity before the age of 30, before 25, before 20, after 20, 20, 21, 22? And it's from age 23. Can we clear this? Yeah, do we need to know anything else? No, good, and it's gonna let me clear it. So I just swipe the magnet and clear it. Good, and I always like to double check, did we clear that? Yeah. Did we clear it? Are there more trapped emotions around the heart? Yep. Column A, column B, odd row, even row, row two, row four, depression, frustration, indecisiveness, panic. So there's also panic. Can I get an age for when you felt this panic before the age of 30, before 20, before 15, after 15, 15, 16? And this is from 17. Can I clear it? Do I need to know anything else? No, good. Are any of these resonating? Yeah, I know exactly what that one is. Good, good. Did we clear the panic? Yes, good. Can we clear any more? Column A, column B, on row, row one, row three, confusion, defensiveness, griefs. So there's self-abuse, which is just negative self-talk, being really hard on yourself. Can we get an age for when this got stuck before the age of 30? After 30, before 30, before 20, before 15, after 15, 15, 16, also age 17. Is this related to the panic? Yes, can we clear it? Okay, good. So those two are related to each other. Did we clear the panic? Yep. Is there any more? Column A, column B, odd row, even row, row two, row four, depression, frustration, indecisiveness, panic. Okay, another inherited one. Inherited depression, frustration, inherited panic. Is this from your mom? Is it from it's from your dad? Does it go back further? No, can we clear it? And it doesn't go back any further than him. So there's inherited panic. So we're gonna clear that. Good. Did we clear that from both of you? Yes. Can we clear any more? Column A, column B, 
on her own. Row one, row three, confusion, defensiveness, grief, and self-abuse, stubborn, another inherited one, inherited confusion, inherited defensiveness, inherited grief, inherited self-abuse, inherited stubbornness, <laughs> also from your dad. Can we clear it? Yeah, good. Everyone always laughs when I say stubbornness. Yeah, we do a couple extra swipes when it's inherited. Did we clear that? Did we clear it from both of you? Good. Can we clear any more? Good. All right. Well, that's all it's going to let me clear today um, around your heart. That's so fascinating. Usually we would do a lot more. It might feel that your subconscious is like aware of the time and aware, you know. <laughs> oh, true with the podcast. Yeah. That's so yeah. fascinating. And I'm so glad we did an example because it brought up a few more things that I think will be really fascinating to explain. The first mm -hmm. being that inherited or generational trauma aspect. And I've had Mark Wolin on the podcast who wrote the book, It Didn't Start With You, which was kind of my intro into this concept. And understanding his work, it makes sense how things can pass on. But I think for a lot of people, this could be a somewhat new concept or maybe just a tough one to understand because while we understand like genes can of course physically be passed on for generations, I think it's a little bit harder for people to grasp how they can energetically and emotionally be passed on. So can you kind of give us an explanation for what's going on with inherited trauma? Yeah, absolutely. And what's really cool about that, and I'm glad you asked, you know, there was this study that uh, at our, we have a company called Modern Nirvana and at our summit last year, um, in Austin, we gave an award to Deepak Chopra and he came and spoke. And one of the things that he said was um, he referenced a study. The study was done with mice where they would shock the mice every time they went to a certain corner of the cave. I mean, sorry, of the cage. And they stopped going to that corner of the cage, right? They just stopped going there because they knew they would get shocked. Well, when they had babies, their babies never went to that corner of the cage instinctively. So there is this sort of um, something that's being uh, transmitted at birth, like information to help with survival. So for example, if let's say my mom felt betrayed in her life at some point, she would have maybe passed on to me if that got stuck in her, passed on to me at conception, uh, energetically in the DNA, this feeling of being betrayed so that I would be protected coming into this earth, knowing that there is betrayal out there. Don't get betrayed. You know what I mean? And so when I clear that, it's clearing this thing that I've literally been holding on to since I was born that was passed on as a, just as a protective mechanism. You know, I think even now we're so advanced in so many ways, and yet we don't really know all the DNA and what it's all used for. So there are things or there could be things in the DNA that are holding on this past ancestral trauma, right? Which is why people go and do things like plant medicine and um, and energetic work is because then they're, they're, they want to clear not only their stuff, but what they've picked up from their from their family. And I want I would love to read the book that you were talking about because I want to know more and be able to explain it better as well. Yeah, I saw that mouse study as well. And it makes sense to me because there's, like you said, there's so much we don't understand yet. And I think right now science has defined it as like junk DNA. Right, junk DNA. It doesn't do anything. And understanding biology, even just a little, there's nothing that doesn't do anything. It's just, we haven't figured out what's going on yet. And I've heard from people with the generational aspect because there are so many people that are like, I don't think I have any trauma. I don't have, but I'm having this really weird emotion or resistance or sensation around this particular thing. And then they find out, oh, this is my parent or my grandparent had this experience. And I, it's like my body somehow knows. And it's so fascinating. And for most people listening, being parents, it's something I'm also very aware of in the direction of my children. You know, of course, we all try to raise our kids the best we can. And hopefully we're not trying to ever intentionally create trauma. And yet 
almost everyone I've ever encountered has something from their childhood that they're working through. And so I think about this a lot from the parent side of how can we help our children to have good foundational tools to hopefully inherit as little of these things as possible and also to have the the practical tools to work through them. Because you use the word like these emotions got stuck, they didn't process. And so I'd love to understand more about, because obviously not every emotion we have is going to get stuck or we would not get anywhere, nothing happens. So Of course, yeah. there'd be thousands. I'd be employed forever. <laughs> is there any kind of like rhyme or reason to which emotions get stuck and why? Or, or is there anything we can do to hopefully have fewer emotions get stuck? Yeah, absolutely you can. And so, you know, what happens a lot of times is we live, especially in the West, in a very survival, like go, go, go kind of uh, environment, right? So you might have this little trauma, like even a bad phone call, right? That makes you feel worthless or that somebody like cancels on you or something and it just gets stuck. But then what happens is we go, okay, but I have to focus on this test I need to take at school or I need to go to work. I need to focus on my, I'll deal with this later. And then it just gets stuck there and it never gets dealt with. So a lot of times then when you, if you have really good restful sleep, then it gets processed in sleep um, or it should at least, but if it doesn't, then it gets, it gets stuck in the body. And one way you can really help with that is prioritize self-care journaling right like writing out what you're actually feeling what you're thinking and then getting outside barefoot on the ground and moving it like once you feel it and you 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 realize okay i'm feeling like a lot of for example self-abuse negative self-talk you can go outside and after journaling it or before journaling it and move it around like once you feel it let it just like shake it out of the body feel yourself on the ground and let it just get absorbed and move around because a lot of times what happens is it gets stuck because you know, we just go on with our day and we ignore it. So really just moving is so underestimated, but just moving it around, shaking it out and then going and, you know, journaling. Some people love to journal. Meditation is so important. I feel like a broken record because my answer to everything is meditation, but really even just 10 minutes a day, it helps you just sit down and go, okay, like 10 minutes in the morning. How do I want this day to look? What am I going into this day with? And then 10 minutes at the end of the day, just process everything that you've gone through that day, sit with it. And because I think a lot of times people think it's this new thing, this new age thing of you're supposed to have no thoughts and dissolve the ego completely. That's not true. It's like meditation is not not having thoughts. It's witnessing your thoughts, looking at your thoughts, noticing them, but not getting attached to them, not getting not judging them. Just watch them, witness them. Oh, I felt that today. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I felt this today. Oh, that happened today. And just watch it and look at it. Because when we don't do that and when we sweep it under the rug is why so many people end up having so many traumas that are that are just trapped in the body because we never looked at it. We just swept it under the rug and said, I'll deal with this later. I'll deal with this later. So the big thing is like, look at it. Yeah. And you mentioned Power Versus Force, the Hawkins book. And I also loved his book, Letting Go, which was helpful for me in learning how to just observe and feel. Um, I think there's that phrase, what we resist, resist or persist. And I think with emotions, that's it seems very true. Um, or we analyze them or we get stuck in the emotion and trying to figure it out and logic it and work it out. And often to your point, you can just observe, feel, validate it, and then let go. And with some of my like big T trauma processing, that was a thing I did both in like plant medicine ceremonies and with therapists was realize I had these patterns or these emotions that had come up and I could see how they had helped protect me. They were there for a reason. It wasn't just my you know, I was trying to sabotage myself. They were self-protective, but in those moments, I got to look at them and thank them for keeping me safe and then let them know I didn't need them anymore and let them go. And that was the powerful moment was the letting go. And probably I didn't even need to have spent so long in talk therapy, analyzing them and figuring out exactly where they came from. I could have maybe just let go. 
I'm also really glad you brought up the movement and meditation side because for the parents listening, I think with kids, these are really, really helpful. Uh, and kids are naturally inclined toward movement. Even when kids are experiencing big emotions, they sometimes will have a temper tantrum. And this is like their body processing big emotions. And of course, there's a balance of, I, I talk to my kids a lot about feeling emotions is great and your emotions are valid. And also you're still responsible for what you do physically to other people. Even if you're feeling big emotions, you can't hit your sister just because you're feeling big emotions. But I encourage the temper tantrum or I'll encourage tapping or walking or movement or let's go jump on the trampoline. Because I think, to the point of the body keeps the score, that somatic movement really can, especially in kids, it seems just from me watching them, I don't know the science of this, but it really seems to help them work through emotions. Yeah. I love that you said that. And even as you're talking, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I need to send your podcast to my sister because I want her to hear this stuff because she's a mother of two young kids. And she's always like, man, I don't know what to do. He's throwing a tantrum like Luca, her son and my nephew. And you know, I do, I do believe what you said about, they just need to kind of shake it out sometimes. And you'll see a kid sometimes just like scream and yell. And then 10 seconds later, they're smiling and they're sitting there. And it's, it's almost like they just needed to just let that out of the body. Right. And I think also, um, and there's a lot of teachers now that are teaching meditation for kids, which is really helpful because I think that kids, they want to do it, especially if they see that mom and dad are doing it. You know, so if you're like, Hey, we're going to meditate today, or we're going to go outside and just shake out our feelings or whatever it is they actually want to do it. And there's ways to make it more like uh, kid friendly, right? So give them like a little guided meditation. They have a ton of them now for kids. Focus on your nose, okay? Like focus on your hands or whatever it is. Count to three in your head. Like there's ways to get them to just be present and mindful um, that they actually end up enjoying doing, you know? And and um, a big part of my, like my YouTube success was like these videos that I did about uh, little kids who learned these third eye meditations. And they were really so interesting. I mean, these videos were getting millions and millions of views because I would tape their eyes shut. And then I would, and then we would blindfold them on top of that. And they could still see everything that was happening in the room. They could like play video games with you. They could, I mean, I tried so many different things just to make sure that they weren't cheating. And there's like no way the things they were doing was incredible. But it was all just through like meditations that they did and guided. And you know what the big thing was, was teaching them to use their intuition. Like when I would watch the teachers, because I don't teach it, but I would watch the teachers who did this. They would like play a lot of games with them while they were blindfolded and teach them to trust their intuition and go with the very first thought that they thought and not question it. That's really fascinating. I had this on the list too, if we got time, talk about it. And I think this is a whole other one that people might be like, what? What's happening? Yeah. And I watched a little bit to kind of understand before the episode, but I think that piece, especially the learning to trust your intuition is something as a mom, I'm very aware of wanting to help my kids foster that ability because I know in my own life, I can look back and some of the things that tended to be the tougher things I went through is when I did not trust my intuition. This podcast is sponsored by Bioptimizers. And I have to say they've done it again. They've just released their new and improved formula for magnesium breakthrough, which is the most powerful magnesium supplement on the market today. The product was already amazing, but they have continually researched and improved and iterated. And this is their fourth generation formula, which means it's now gone through even more potent and effective testing. And it's even stronger for reducing stress, improving sleep and boosting energy. If you've already taken Magnesium Breakthrough, you'll want to try the new formula as soon as you can because it now includes cofactors like B6 and manganese that help with the absorption of magnesium. And if you've never tried Magnesium Breakthrough before, now is the perfect time and here's why. For the deepest healing of many health problems, Dr. Mark Circus says there's going to be only one answer and that answer is magnesium. 
So why does he say that? Two reasons. First, magnesium is involved in 80% of the body's metabolic reactions. And second, about 75% of people are not getting enough magnesium. So this is a much bigger problem than most people think, because when you don't get enough magnesium, you suffer from poor sleep, low energy, and higher stress levels, all which deplete your magnesium even more. In every bottle of Mag Breakthrough, you get seven unique forms of organic, full-spectrum magnesium, which can dramatically improve your health, your sleep, and your stress. And because it supports mental wellness, it can help you finally feel like yourself again. It's just two capsules a day, and you'll be amazed at the results. There's an exclusive offer just for you by going to magbreakthrough.com slash wellnessmama and using the code wellnessmama during checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. That's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H.com slash wellnessmama and the code wellnessmama. This podcast is brought to you by Inside Tracker. I'm loving this because we now have access to more data about our health than we ever had, but sometimes it's hard to know what to do with all the data. And that's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed, recovery, and optimize your health for the long haul based on your own data. It's created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. And Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and your fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplements for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or your Garmin, you'll also unlock real-time recovery pro chips after you complete a workout. It's like having a personal trainer and a nutritionist in your pocket to interpret all that data and give you recommendations that are best for you. And for a limited time, you can get 20% off everything in the Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash wellnessmama. That's insidetracker.com slash wellnessmama. Maybe you can just give us a little more detail of what's happening in these third eye meditations and any other ways you would encourage people to foster their own intuition and to build this in for our kids. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's kids or adults, because I learned how to do this when I was in Germany and I was able to like, literally they would blindfold me and I went outside and I was reading license plates and all kinds of things. And the second it stopped working was when I started to question it. And I started in my head being like, no way this is working. This isn't real. And I started doing that and then it just went pitch black. And so I think the the biggest thing is to what you can have your eyes closed. You don't have to be blindfolded, eyes closed and just hold like different color papers in front of your eyes. Or if your kids are doing it, they can do it with you. You hold different pieces of paper, like blue, red, green in front of your eyes and just test yourself. Okay. What color is this? Is it green? Is it blue? Is it whatever it is? And the big thing is to always be encouraging. What I noticed with all the teachers around the world because I've now documented this everywhere, is that they never say no. So like, for example, if I held a piece of paper up in front of you and it's white and you said yellow, I would never say no or no, like with something negative, I would say, try again. Or I'd say, what else do you see? All right, you know, it's always like, good, good. Like what else? And then they'd say, "Uh, white, good. Yeah, like perfect. You know, they always wanted you to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. They would say, if you get it wrong, sorry, if you get it right, celebrate. If you get it wrong, celebrate even more. Like they just wanted it to be celebrate, celebrate. Good job, good job. And then little by little, you'd see that they'd be within a week just getting every single one right. 
And it was just literally like six, it was a lot. It was like six hours a day for seven days of just like practice, practice, practice. But, you know, even just at home, doing little things like that, trusting your intuition, maybe holding something in your hand and saying, guess what, guess what's in my hand and then have them guess and then open your hand. And again, if it's wrong, you say, good job, let's try again. Let's do it again. You were so close, you know, and little by little, the the intuition starts to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah, it's really cool. That's so fascinating. I'll put a couple of links to those videos that you sent me in the show notes as well for you guys who want to actually see it because it's kind of, it really is unbelievable to watch. It's amazing. And the other thing I've learned that's been one of my probably biggest lessons as a mom is, you know, we can try it. We can tell our kids so much. We can try to teach them things, but it's the things that we model the most that they're going to actually pay attention to. And so since we're talking to a lot of moms today, specifically, this is just an encouragement I wanted to say was doing the work on yourself is probably actually the least selfish thing you can do because your kids are going to follow that example. And you can tell them all day long these things. But when you start actually modeling it, that's when they pay the most attention. And so that's why I'm every day so deeply grateful that I get to talk to moms because I think moms can be such change makers. And I think that when we help moms, we help that whole inherited generation beyond in so many ways. Um, I also wanted to just touch a little bit on, because I think many people listening who are aware of trauma have tried various types of therapies, especially talk therapy. And I did for a solid 10 years, try talk therapy as well. And I felt like things like this and like the different trauma work I did, it was such a different experience. And one I wish I had found earlier, not that there isn't a place for talk therapy. I think there absolutely is. But as you touched on in the beginning, with things like this, you're addressing the stuck emotions, the subconscious, and often it's very hard to access those things in just talk therapy alone. So can you maybe just kind of walk us through some of the differences there for people who maybe haven't experienced something like this before? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess this is a good example. I think if, if let's say somebody had a traumatic um, divorce, right? And it was really hard on them and they had a lot of heartache. When you go to therapy, they'll you talk through it. What is it that you're feeling? Okay, good. At least now I know what it is. And then they'll also tell, they'll give you tools to deal with it when it comes up. Like, okay, whenever you want to text him and you're mad, do this instead, or notice that you're doing this and do this instead. So they give you a lot of tools. They help you. They walk you through why you're feeling a certain thing. With this, I'll be like, okay, you had heartache. You had, um, you know, taken for granted frustration and, you know, sorrow and resentment, you know, there's usually like resentment and bitterness. And then with with something like that, and then I clear it. And the next day I'll get messages sometimes as soon as the next day, sometimes a week later, well, they'll say, you know, I still think about him. I just don't have that emotional charge I had before. The memory is still there, but I don't, I'm not worked up by it. I'm not. So somehow what's happening is it's just the energetic thing that was attached to that is no longer there the energetic component, the the trapped emotions, they're not there. So you can still have the memory, you still, but you're not feeling it. You're not feeling charged by it. You're not like, what happens is the body feels that it's when you have a memory that it's in that that's happening right now. So you imagine a big fight that you had with this person and your body starts to feel all that hatred, the resentment, everything just comes up as though it's happening right now. So when I clear that, you'll still have that memory of that fight. It's not, I'm not clearing your memory, but you won't have that charge anymore. Those feel, your body won't think, okay, this is happening right now. It realizes this was a memory. This is not happening to me right now. And so I think that's the big thing. It's not helping you deal with it. It's not helping you learn how to, you know, notice your patterns and 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 deal with them in real time. It's just releasing that energy. It's releasing it completely. So that feeling is not even there anymore. 
you know, and I think that tra- uh, th- talk therapy is really helpful for people who maybe have like a some kind of mental disorder or like social anxiety, which even though I can help with that as well, but it, it might help to realize okay, right now I'm having this thing, recognize it, maybe remember this this quick little breath exercise that the therapist gave me, I'm going to do that right now, it's going to settle everything down. So it's good. It's good to help you recognize what's going on. But if you want to clear it at a subconscious level, I always joke that I a lot of my clients are therapists, a lot of my clients are psychologists, you know, and and I think it's because they realize that I'm just clearing it from them. You know, I had uh, one lady in particular came to me like two weeks ago. She's a a children's psychologist. And then she was so blown away that her friend signed up like the next day. You know, so I think that even they are recognizing. And I love that, that there are different uses for each one. Yeah. And I think, at least for me, I noticed in talk therapy, when you're spending that much time analyzing and delving into a particular experience or emotion, it for me, became likely that that became part of my identity. And then I felt like in a way I got kind of stuck in the processing part of identifying this emotion and then the therapy. And this is, I hope people will get a chance to experience it who are listening if they've been through similar things, because it feels totally different. And you said it so well at the beginning, it's really hard to explain until you've experienced it and really easy to understand once you have. And so I'll make sure I put some more resources in the show notes for all of you guys listening on the go. That'll be at wellnessmama.fm if you want to find out more and connect with Frank. But I also know we have a few more things to talk about. I want to make sure we reserve time for. You mentioned your summit, and that's going to be coming up very quickly based on when this airs. So can you give us just more detail about the summit, what, what it's about, and who's going to be there and what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for mentioning that. I have a company called Modern Nirvana with my two best friends, Kat Graham and Bryant Wood. And it's this incredible summit that we do every year is one part of it. And what we wanted was to create sort of an event that we always wanted to go to, something that we always wanted to experience. And so last year, we honored Deepak Chopra. This year, our keynote speaker is Dave Asprey, who created Bulletproof. And what's really cool about it is that there's these technologies, like, for example, Leela Quantum, which you know about. And it's like, we have this in our personal life. And I used it like, in fact, it's right next to me right now. I literally have my little travel Leela block with me and I have my intentions written in there. And but a lot of people don't know about this. So we, we and Leela is actually the sponsor of the summit this year. What we did is we created an event where all of our favorite things and, you know, uh, whether it's biohacking, supplements, um, quantum stuff like Leela, uh, amazing speakers, and we bring them all together to one place. Uh, and this year it's in Austin, Texas on September 23rd. And it's just one day, but it's all day, 9 a.m. till 10 p.m. And we have speakers all day, morning till night from like Luke Story, Dave Asprey. I think I hope you'll be there. And then we also have uh, beyond the speakers, just really cool technologies and like ice baths and red light therapy, all kinds of things that we you know, get asked about all the time is in one place. And my favorite part about the whole thing is just the community people coming together who are all interested in spirituality and wellness and biohacking. And they all come together and they chat and they learn and they, you know, learn about each other's products. It's a really, really cool event. Yeah. I'm working on logistics, but I am planning on being there. So if any of you guys listening are there, please come say hi. I haven't done much travel the last couple of years and I'm excited to get to connect in person with so many people. Um, and you also have a deck coming out soon that I think will be a little bit after this episode airs, but it's in pre-release. So tell us about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's in, it's available for pre-order now. I know that not everybody's going to be actually watching this, but listening, but I do have it in my hand. It's this beautiful Oracle deck that was um, created by me and my co-founders, Kat and Brian. It's called the Modern Nirvana Oracle deck. And 
we wrote it with Jennifer Sodini, who's uh, she's already a best-selling Oracle writer from she has a, a deck called the Amenti Oracle. And I actually was in Costa Rica in in a plant medicine ceremony a few years ago and we met and we totally bonded and we created this deck. Even if you know just looking at the cards, they're so beautiful. Like I know that not everybody's watching, but there's just gorgeous cards. And with each one comes a uh, a page that correlates with the card that you choose so for example i mean i can i can pull one for you right now and i'll just do it kind of generically so we're gonna pull the best card for katie and then what comes up is this gorgeous card it's called reflection right it's a beautiful card reflection and then what i would do is just read the correlating page with it and it's this guiding system that's really incredible. Um, you know, we used it ourselves all the time. I was talking to my co-founder Kat yesterday and she was traveling and she was uh, doing an interview on Good Morning America to promote her new movie on Netflix. And she was like, Frank, I pulled a card and it was, uh, it was transcendence. And transcendence was this beautiful card all about changing your mindset, seeing the situation from a new perspective. And it really helped her and gave her some guidance. So I think, you know, we get a lot of our fans are are really young, a lot of them in their early 30s, early 20s, sometimes younger. And they're always asking us, like, how do I deal with this situation? How do I deal with anxiety? How do I deal with uh, this boy or this girl or work? And so we just thought, why don't we create a deck? that really helps with these questions that come up every day in life. And so that's what the more modern Nirvana Oracle deck is. It is available for pre-order now. So people can just look up the modern Nirvana Oracle to everywhere. Um, and then in October, it'll, it'll be in actual stores. And I'll put the links in the show notes to that as well. And I'm guessing there may be people after listening to this who want to connect with you or work with you directly. And what are the methods that they can do that if that's available? Yeah. So um, there's two ways. I think the best way if you're actually booking a session and you're interested in emotional healing, or if you just want to learn more about it is frankellaridi.com. And then uh, you can just book automatically there. It makes everything super easy. And then on Instagram, if you want to just chat or DM me, it's at F Elaridi. So at F-E-L-A-R-I-D-I. And those are probably the two best ways. Awesome. And we got through so much so fast today. I'm so excited to get to share this and hopefully I'll get to connect with some of you guys in person in Austin in September. But I think a perfect place to kind of circle back and wrap up is just to really hone in on the power of emotions and stored trauma. I think American society in general often minimizes emotions. And I think we're seeing that start to shift. But I saw in my own life firsthand how ignoring emotions for a lot of years did not yield any of the results I was hoping and how very rapidly when I addressed that side, even the physical stuff resolved in ways I would never have anticipated. And um, like I said, since sharing that story, I've had so many people ask like, how did you do that? How do I do that? And while I do think it's a very personalized thing, I think things like this are tools that can help no matter what your story and no matter what your path can help release some of that. Um, anything else related to kind of the the body storing emotions or the importance of releasing trauma in the body that you want to just touch on before we end. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, the body knows what to do. The body wants to heal. The body is this incredible, you know, it tells you when you're feeling pain, for example, and pain is a beautiful thing. If we didn't have pain, we literally would just get upset with somebody and chop off our arm and throw it at them. Like, you know what I mean? Like pain is a good thing. It stops you from doing crazy things. And so your body has everything it needs to do. It's, it's this beautiful, I have a little, you know, scratch on my arm right now and I'm talking to you and my body's just healing it. I don't have to think about it. It knows what to do. It's doing all the right things. 
And when we just give it the space to do that, whether it's with healthy food or even energetic work and clearing these traumas, you're creating space for your body to go in and do what it's meant to do. Your body's this brilliant, like we could spend an entire lifetime studying the body and we still would not understand it. It's so beyond brilliant. And we just can give it all the space and the the capabilities that it needs by doing something like clearing emotions that could be causing a misalignment in the body. You know, like for example, sometimes I'll clear, we only did emotions today, but I'll go in and I'll say, oh, there's a misalignment in your parasympathetic nervous system. And it's caused by, because I'll go in and see what the associated balance is, um, frustration at age 15. We clear the frustration, that misalignment goes away. You know what I mean? Or there will be like, um, I had a client yesterday who had hair loss, really bad hair loss her whole life. It's a genetic thing. Well, we cleared so many inherited emotions from her grandmother on her dad's side. And she told me that that's where that, where that specific condition comes from. It's from her dad's side. Her dad didn't get it. It skipped him, but it comes from his mom. And so, you know, I didn't know that going into it, but I just kept clearing things. And there were so many things from her grandmother on her dad's side. There was shock. There was frustration. There was panic. When we clear that, I don't know if it's going to help. It's only been one day, but it's interesting to see the correlation between this genetic expression that she has and then also all, all these inherited emotions that she had way more than I would normally get in one session, you know? So your body knows what to do. Just give it the space to do it. That is so fascinating. And like we've talked about a lot of these things, I'll make sure there's links to your website and to your work so people can keep learning about them. And a couple other questions I love to ask for the end of interviews. The first being if there is a book or a number of books that have really profoundly impacted your life. And if so, what they are and why. Oh, absolutely. Okay, let's do it. Um, a Course in Miracles has been one of my biggest practices. I think I started it like 10 years ago and every couple of years I go back and revisit it. So A Course in Miracles, absolutely changes the thought perspective entirely. Um, also, I really love, uh, it's it's Autobiography of a Yogi. Beautiful book. Um, I think Steve Jobs said he read it every year of his life when, from when he discovered it in college. And then there's a really complicated one. Um, I don't even, sometimes I hesitate even, even recommending it. Wayne Dyer recommended it to me a couple of, I think like three months before he died. Um, I got to meet him at a conference when I was writing a book for Hay House, and it's called Vasistha's Yoga, and it's V-A-S-I-S-T-H-A-S Yoga. It's super complex, super dense, takes like, you're only supposed to read a couple pages. I, I've been reading it for six years, and I'm not, I'm not done. I read a few pages every night, and then I, or I'll put it away for a couple weeks, read another couple of pages, put it away for a month, read another few pages. It's just one of those books. You read a few pages, you contemplate it, you put it away. And then I would say Letting Go, which you, re you recommended earlier by David Hawking's incredible book. It's my favorite of all his books. Yeah, so good. That's quite the list. I will uh, link all of those in the show notes as well. I also recently completed Course in Miracles for the first time. It's people who haven't heard of it. It's a year long course, but it, there's a book and a workbook and various ways you can go through it. You did the whole thing, huh? I did. Amazing. <laughs> it took a few tries to actually get through it all. I kept losing. Oh, and my I forgot to mention uh, obviously, the I'm totally biased, but the Modern Nirvana Oracle deck. <laughs> I will link to that as well. And I'll put links for all the things we talked about so people can find them and connect. And lastly, any parting advice for the listeners could be related to everything we've talked about or entirely unrelated. Yes. And actually, I'm glad you asked because I, I realized that I forgot to mention it, which was when we asked about the body and how it knows how to heal itself and all that, I get a lot of people who are perfectly healthy 
who come to me and say, like, for example, I'm starting a new podcast, but I don't know, I'm nervous or I don't, whatever, I don't, I don't have the self-worth. I feel like an imposter and I'll clear a lot of things around that. And there will be a lot of like self-doubt, worthlessness, you know, um, effort unreceived, things like that. Insecurity, a big one that I love to clear for people is creative insecurity. So, you know, it's not just physical things, but there are a lot of areas in life sometimes where we just feel stuck, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in work, whether it's in abundance and wanting to call that in and create space for it. So, you know, there's so many ways that energetic healing works um, once we start to really delve into it. So really nothing is off limits uh, with that. And I would just empower the people to know that when I do these clearings, it's really your subconscious. So you have the power. You can do everything. Your thoughts create your reality. Your The way you speak, the way you talk, the way you think about yourself and about others, it really shapes your entire experience here. So at the end of the day, like, don't give your power away to anybody else, not me, not anyone. I always like to try to remind people when they email me and they say, oh my God, you're amazing and you did this. It's like, it's all you. It's all you, you know? So just remember the power that you have. I think that's a beautiful place to end for today. Thank you so much for the time, for the heart clearing and for explaining so much. I'm really grateful you were here today. Thank you so much. Me too. I'm like, I can't believe I'm on Wellness Mama. (laughs) (laughs) So excited. Well, you have been awesome. And thanks as always, of course, to all of you for listening and sharing your most valuable resources, your time, your energy, and your attention with us today. We're both so grateful that you did. And I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time and thanks as always for listening.